the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down in your soul. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Hope that you're doing well and enjoying this awesome, awesome weather that we've been having in Colorado Springs. That's what I love about living in Southern Colorado. It can be 60 degrees in January. Also crazy, today is the last day of January, headed into February. Uh, Today, I've got a special guest with me. He is our junior high pastor at Rocky Mountain Calvary, Tyler Kettner. Tyler, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well, feeling a lot better. Had some sickness this weekend, but finally, hopefully getting over the the hump of that and and starting to cruise. Do you feel like you got a new lease on life? Uh, We'll see. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite yet. We'll see how long it lasts, but yeah. Sounds good. Well, Tyler's going to share with us about a youth Mm -hmm. conference that we're hosting at RMC called Ignite. But before we do that, I would love for the listeners just to get a chance to get to know you better for those that that don't know you. So why don't you tell us a a little bit about your life story, how you Mm -hmm. came to Christ, and about your family? Yeah. uh, So thanks so much for the opportunity to do so. Um, It's it's been really cool to just see how God has transformed my life, especially over the last uh, 10 years, especially. So I grew up here in the Springs, actually, from a young age, um, went to James Irwin High School, graduated from there, and really all growing up, uh, I was all about hockey, um, and, and that was my idol, is mm-hmm. I basically worshipped it, I followed it. Um, I actually went to Rocky Mountain Calvary as a youth growing up, had an amazing set of youth pastors, um, and tons of guidance from that. And I knew who Jesus was, but it was all in my head, and I didn't believe it in my heart. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening is as I was getting closer to my senior year, um, I was just so into um, my sport. I was even pursuing girls. I was going and just living in a way that was uh, detrimental to how God wanted me to. It wasn't that he hadn't revealed himself to me, but I had just chosen to ignore it and never actually invited him to be Lord of my life. And what ended up happening is my senior year, I ended up separating my shoulder so bad that it took away any sort of chance of really trying to play uh, college or or Mm. collegiate. And and I didn't want to be a player that like, Oh, they just kind of held on until, until they couldn't anymore. And so uh, I made a pretty foolish decision in that time to, well, if I, if I can't play hockey, I might as well work at it as a career. Mm. And I decided to go after athletic training, um, which is very similar to physical therapy, but geared towards athletes and, all respect to those who are still in that career. It's an amazing field, and, and I love the knowledge that God's given me from it with uh, just injury and, and prevention. But it ended up just being further pursuit of my idol, hmm. um, trying to get closer to sports. And honestly, it was very miserable. Hmm. Um, there were so many warning signs God gave me along the way. Like even just my first anatomy class, it was so above what I had ever learned in high school. And I knew it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. 
But I was like, man, if, if I want to achieve my goal, my glory, my dream, I'm going to go after it. Hmm. And I did. And it took me five years, but I got my bachelor's degree. Um, I was offered a position um, at Lindenwood University in St. Louis um, to move out there with my newly uh, wed and beautiful wife, Naomi, um, and work as their athletic trainer for their men and women's ice hockey teams. And for me, I was like, this is it. Like, this is the goal. This is what I've been suffering through. This is what I've been like training for. This is, this is all about me and what I want to do. No concern for my wife, no mm. concern for what God wanted me to do. And the whole time I'm calling myself a Christian because I have the head knowledge that Jesus died for me, but I had no application of it in my life, nor did I really care about what that meant. And so what happened is we moved out. Uh, to St. Louis, and it was miserable, um, so miserable. Um, I worked with a, a coach, and uh, I wish I could talk to him today, but him and I butted heads constantly throughout the year. Um, it was not how I expected it. I wasn't respected. I, I didn't have the glory I'd hoped for. I sat on the bench. Uh, the players were not the, what I thought they would be, and it was just miserable. Every day I would wake up dreading going to work, just wanting a way out of it. And I, w I felt very hopeless. Um, and one of the things this job required was for me to travel about four or five days a week. Um, and the way Lindenwood worked was they would pay for my grad school if I worked for them. Hmm. And so I got a very small salary to go to grad school while also working for them. And so realistically, I would work about 60, 70 hours a week and then have to do 20 hours or whatever was left of school and my poor wife was stuck at home. Yeah, and you were newlywed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just I felt so bad for her, and she really was uh, so tough, and uh, she was a believer. She was following the Lord and just really held on to her faith during that time. But I was hardly ever home, and mm. it was one of the most, if not the most, miserable time of my life. So that season, was she walking with the Lord and you weren't? Yeah. Okay. But she, um, well, by all purposes, I mean, I could talk like a Christian. I could act like I was. Um, but in reality, my heart was just wickedly deceptive. Hmm. And, and that's how I came across. And so um, she was so patient. And while we were there, um, her being poured into by a lady um, named Tammy at Calvary Chapel, St. Louis, is actually what ended up getting me saved. So while we're going through this misery, I was like, well, I'm a Christian or air quotes there <laughs> pretending to be a Christian, pretending to follow the Lord, but not really having life change. And I was like, well, good Christians go to church. So we tried out a couple churches. They weren't a fit. They just clearly like, at least from going to a Calvary growing up, I could tell whether or not the word of God was being preached, even if I didn't apply it hmm. or believe it in my own heart. Um, but what finally I, I reached out to Pastor Rich Bailey, who had done our premarital, and he pointed me to Calvary Chapel, St. Louis. And this little lady named Tammy, uh, she was mid 50s, a short lady, most loving lady I've ever met. Hmm. And we showed up to a Wednesday night service. There was like six, seven people there. And I was like, this has got to be the wrong address. This cannot be the church because. Coming from Colorado Springs, I'm like, there, there's this is so small, like, right, like the whole building can maybe fit 50 people, and I'm used to a thousand, two thousand, uh, giant crowds, like whatever it is. And no, sure enough, that was it. That was their Wednesday night service, mm -hmm. and uh, she did <laughs> the most loving thing anyone can do. Uh, she came up to us, greeted us, got our phone number, so we couldn't run away, <laughs> <laughs> and she pursued us. 
in, in a very loving way. When I was traveling, she would cook meals for my wife. Hmm. Uh, she would care for her. Like our, my wife's car would break down while I was on the road and I couldn't help her. And Tammy would give her rides, suggest hmm. a mechanic and allow her to come do laundry at her place and just give her the love of God over and over and over again. And I got to tell you, it was, it was something that like the Lord really used it to provoke me to jealousy because I saw my wife being built up and living out this hard place we were in, not making a lot of money, new place, no family. And yet my wife has joy. This lady has joy. Her husband, who is, has lots of alien disease, has joy. And what do I have? I, I've got hockey hmm. and it's miserable. Yeah. And it smells bad. And <laughs> I'm cleaning water bottles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where I was at. And God really met me there because he showed me. He's like, Tyler, this is what you wanted. Hmm. This is what your provision has given you. And that's it. You fear going to work every day. You fear messing up because um, one of these young ladies or these young men could sue you if you do something incorrectly. And it's like, you have no peace. Hmm. And over time, like it just got harder and harder and harder. And I slowly started to realize I was missing something. And my heart started shifting to want to go to church, not just because I had to, but because I wanted to. And so it even got so extreme that we would have flights coming back at like 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning, like flying back from New York or um, around the Pittsburgh area. And we would fly in, get to the airport and by the time I would get home, it would be 5 or 6 a.m. And church started just a couple hours later. And I was like, I want to go. I want to go see what this is about because I, I have never felt this love before. This is so different. Hmm. And when I was there like doing that, like there was one day where I was just, Tammy asked me, she said, Tyler, when did you accept Christ as your Savior? And I couldn't think of anything. Hmm. I couldn't say anything at all. And it was right then when she asked me, where I was like, man, Christ died for me so that I never have to live without this hope again. Hmm. That's awesome. Wow. Thanks for, for sharing, Tyler. You're listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs with Pastor Eric Cartier. Tyler Kettner is with me. We're going to be talking about Ignite Youth Leaders a Conference coming up right after the break. So stay with us on 100.7 The Word. Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope that you're doing well. Tyler Kettner is with me, our junior high pastor at Rocky Mountain Calvary. Just so thankful for him, his heart for the Lord and his family and our students at RMC. Uh, Before we jump into Ignite uh, Youth Conference, uh, tell us a little bit about the youth ministry at RMC and how long you've been junior high pastor. Yeah, so... um... It's, it's amazing. So I've actually been serving in the junior high for almost eight years now, which is really weird to think about because it's probably the longest tenured thing I've outside of my marriage that I've done in my entire life. And so it's pretty cool. I started serving, um, I think in 2017 or so, or 20, yeah, 2016 or 2017, uh, just with my wife as we were going to school of discipleship and, uh, I needed somewhere to serve and, they wouldn't let me do admin work. So uh, they said junior high has some needs and just fell in love with it. The kids are so genuine and, and real. And what's really cool is they'll ask hard questions genuinely, not trying to antagonize 
or anything like that because they genuinely want to grow in their faith. They want to understand and know God and just need that opportunity. Um, but after several years of that, um, about four or five years in, um, Pastor Tim actually uh, took a high school position and then you called me <laughs> and surprised me and, and offered me the junior high role. So this is now my uh, third year about to finish that up um, in junior high as pastor, which has just been such an amazing uh, reliance on the Lord, just yeah. needing to do that, uh, especially year one and two. Um, and, and even now just with how Ignite's growing and, and how the youth are just continuing to come and, it's just been a pretty amazing adventure in how God's opened that up. That's awesome. Well, you're, you're doing a great job. You do a great job. We really appreciate it. So you've got your first group of eighth graders mm-hmm. that you started with as their youth pastor in sixth grade. So that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they, they're an awesome bunch. Um, don't ever tell them that, but yeah, they yeah. are. We and won't I, let them know. And like, I, I'm pretty sad uh, to, to have them move up. Uh, there's a lot of them. Uh, I think that's the biggest junior high class that we have, but... Um, they've been a really special, they have a special place in my heart. And so I'm sad to see him move up, but also really excited to see what God will do in their lives. And um, it's been a privilege being with them. That's great. So if someone's listening and they want to check out our youth ministry, when do you guys meet and what do you guys do? What's the the heartbeat? Yeah. So the best night to meet is actually tonight, Wednesday yeah. night. And so right after this, um, I'm going to book it back to the church and we have our uh, youth group night. Um, where we meet in small groups, 6th, 7th, 8th grade, guys and girls, and different leaders will come. And right now we're actually going through um, the gospel series. And really we're taking seven weeks to get the youth to understand how to be able to just use their hand uh, to tell somebody the gospel and understand what it is, how to start awkward conversations, how to talk to somebody about Christ and be able to express your faith to them and actually know what you're talking about. It's actually amazing how many people, uh, not just youth, but how many people cannot give you the gospel message if you ask them. Yeah, They can tell you Jesus died for them, but they can't really expound upon it. And that was something God really put on my heart this year is like, hey, your youth need to know how to do this. And it's like, Tyler, you need to know how to do this well. Yeah. And so train them to do that and see what it'll do for the kingdom. And God's really blessed it. Like, even last week, we had a, uh, a sixth grade boy who uh, got a text through our group chat, and he's telling uh, his uh, cousin, he's like, hey, I'm sharing with this kid at school. Can you pray for me? I don't know how he's going to receive it. He's mm. an atheist. And the coolest thing happened is uh, we were like, hey, we're praying for you. Like, you know what to do. Just be bold with it. Talk to mm. him about it. Invite him to youth group. And the next day, he was like, hey, I think he's going to come to youth group with me. He, he didn't mm. shut me down. And awesome. it's really cool that. God is moving in his life. So Wednesday night's by far the best night. Okay, sounds um, good. But outside of that, if Wednesdays aren't an option, we meet uh, Saturdays at 6 and Sunday at 9 and 11. So we pretty much always have something going each week for the youth, um, with the exception of Christmas time. But yeah, <laughs> and then all sorts of events on top of it. Sounds good. Well, mm-hmm. tell us about Ignite uh, Youth Leadership Conference. Yeah, so it's actually kind of funny. I'll, I'll give you a little background into how it happened. So Pastor Tim of the high school and I, we were just trying to find a pastor's conference to go to, to, to be built up. So we actually went out uh, to Iowa. Uh, zero stars, don't recommend. If you're from Iowa, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It was so cold. 
Like cannot, I'm a wimp. I, I can't stand it. I'm with you. I, <laughs> I have no desire to live in Iowa. None whatsoever. Uh, I, I really hope God doesn't call me there, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, not a place I would want to go, but we went and when we showed up to the conference, there was like 2000 kids running around <laughs> and you we were like, oh man, we messed up. Uh, we signed up for a youth conference uh, or so we thought. And we're like, well, we've already spent the money. We're here. Let's just go see what it's about. Let's see what God wants to do. And we were wrong on both parts. So we went into the conference and turns out it's for youth, youth leaders, and youth pastors. And it's creatively designed to have something for everybody. And so they have three main sessions just kind of over the topic. So like this year, it's being ready for the Lord's return. And so they'll have three main speakers and then they'll have breakout sessions. And there's over 20 options. Um, Some of them are just for youth. Some of them are just for pastors. Some of them are for youth and leaders. And when I was there, I remember I went to one of the sessions uh, that was called how to run a better small group. And I was like, okay, let's let's see what this is about. And going through it, like God really showed me, he was like, Hey, you don't have to know what you're doing as long as you're giving them the word and like the training that they had for it really built me up as a uh, pastor to just be able to be like, okay, let's let the kids talk. Let's let them have their opinion and not just speak at them yeah. and really gave me some good background. And really that's what the whole conference is about. Mm-hmm. It's about equipping the youth ministry for youth ministry. And so it's reaching out, how to reach out to non-believers, how to do evangelism, how to do apologetics. And there's something for everybody in it. And so we saw this, we saw the immense amount of youth that were there and we're like, we don't have anything like this in Colorado. We have nothing and we need something because I, if you've noticed, we're, we're going more and more liberal as a state. We're going further and further away from the biblical principles that God has given us and we need hope in it. And so Tim and I prayed about it. We reached out to Jonathan uh, Myers, who's the, the founder of Ignite. We went and found him and we're like, hey, can we host this? And I thought for sure he was going to say no because I've been in youth ministry a a year and a couple months at that point. (laughs) And oddly enough, he said, let's talk. So he prayed about it. He brought it to his elders. We were able to to match on our theology and statement of beliefs. And we had the space for it and got permission from you and Robert on Mm -hmm. it. And uh, God really opened the door to to allow the youth to come. And what was so Mm -hmm. cool about it is last year we had over 800 people come to it, hear the gospel, get equipped, get trained and sent out. And this year we're tracking to have um, more than that. Mm -hmm. And not that it's about the numbers because it's not, but the fact that that many people are being trained with the ability to take the gospel out, um, to do youth ministry and really make a difference in Colorado is huge. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you want to learn about this conference, you can go to igniteyouthleadership.org, igniteyouthleadership.org. And I need to buy a vowel if anybody (laughs) could uh, lend me a vowel. But you can register as a student, but also you can register as a youth pastor or a leader. But it's coming up. It's coming up just right around the corner in March. And so we would love to have you. What are the dates on our conference, Tyler? So it's March 22nd and 23rd. So it's Friday night. Um, it goes late into the night and then Saturday um, all the way up until about 4.30 or 5 in the afternoon. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, we're going to head to a break, so stay with us on Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Just want to remind you, this does turn into a podcast. 
anywhere that you enjoy your podcasts, you can find us, Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Again, if you're looking for a great conference uh, for youth or youth leaders, uh, it's at Rocky Mountain Calvary, March 22nd through the 23rd. The website is igniteyouthleadership.org. And then after the break, we're going to look at this more. What's going on at this conference? How can you get involved? Maybe you have a heart for youth and you want to volunteer uh, that weekend. We could use you as well. So we'll be right back. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Tyler Kettner is with me, our junior high pastor. We're hosting Ignite Youth Leadership Conference March 22nd and 23rd. What's really unique about this conference is it's designed for the whole youth ministry. So students, volunteers, your team, your youth pastor, everybody's welcome to come out. And there's things that are tailor-fit for each of those uh, demographics. So so Tyler, mm-hmm. tell me, what you, what do you love about this conference? Because I know you, you love it. So what yeah. makes you love this conference? So part of why I love it is, so sometimes when you do youth ministry and you're picking for your youth, it does not go well. Like they, they don't like that. They want to have some sort of control or say, and I think that's pretty natural for most of us is we, we want to have our choice of what we're putting on our burger. And so what's really cool about this conference, I mean, they don't pick the main sessions. Those are kind of set, but there's three different breakout sessions they can go to and they all have like over 14 training options and they get to pick what they go to. And so for example, if it was a a youth and they're really interested in apologetics, they can go into like, Hey, how do I defend my faith in front of my friends? Like, what does that look like? What does that work with? And there may be one or two breakouts that they can pick based on that. If they are interested in something like, hey, like I, I really have a heart for those in human sex trafficking and, and how to get them out of there, there's a breakout session for that. If it's, uh, hey, I really struggle to study the Bible and, and I want to learn how to have a better Bible study habit and how to get into God's word, there's a breakout session for that. And it's kind of all over the place. But the cool thing is what's on their heart, they get to go here. Uh, biblically what God's word has to say on it from those who have taught it. And so it's not just like, hey, here's a, a one one meal for all, but there's many different options. And so it's such a cool thing to be able to have them do that. That's awesome. A lot of things for them uh, mm-hmm. to choose from. So if someone wants to sign up, how do they sign up? Yeah. So um, if uh, you are from RMC, you can sign up on our website. But if you're outside of RMC, uh, sign up on the Ignite website at igniteyouthleadership.org. Uh, today's actually the last day of the early bird registration, so it's only $49 today. Um, it does jump up. I think it's uh, $20 uh, tomorrow, which for a youth conference is still very cheap. And the reason it's so cheap is because um, most of the speakers that are coming, they're either volunteering or um, – they have different groups that are paying their way to be able to get here. So that's cool. Um, they really want to make it so that anybody who wants to can come. Yeah. $49 is a pretty good deal for a weekend conference. Yeah. It's <laughs> can't, can't touch it. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. really cool. And as far as the, the conference goes, if people want to volunteer, you mm-hmm. know, it takes a small army to pull it off. Is that a possibility as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, on Rocky Mountain Calvary's website, on our volunteering page, we actually have a specific section for volunteering. And like, there's all sorts of needs, whether it's uh, helping with the registration team, 
Uh, one of the things we have to do for Saturday, uh, we provide meals for all of the students that are coming and the leaders and the youth pastors. It's a lot of meals. So we need to make a thousand sandwiches Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. And so last year it was really cool. Our widow's ministry came and helped with that. Okay. Um, but I know we would love help, whether it's there or uh, building setup, building teardown is a big one because mm-hmm. it kind of goes right up to service. And so having people that are just like, hey, I just want to help move furniture back. Yeah. Um, there's another thing too, like, as weird as it sounds, we need people that just want to sit in some of the sessions and do head counts. Okay. And they don't do this to figure out the numbers necessarily, but more of so that each year they can figure out, hey, was this topic interesting to those at the conference? Yeah. Should we do it again? Um, and being able to help out the speaker if they run into any difficulties like, hey, I need some water really bad or, hey, we're having some uh technical issues. Can you go get some? Or where's the restroom? Yeah. Or where's, where's the restroom? I got to go now. <laughs> and so there's, there's all sorts of ways to volunteer um, that are listed there. That's awesome. How about give a shout out to youth pastors? Cause I know our vision's really to link up with mm-hmm. other churches in the city throughout Southern Colorado, Yeah, you know, and youth pastors say play such a pivotal role mm-hmm. uh, in influencing their youth. Yeah, they absolutely do. So one of the cool things from this, and I'll actually shout out specifically Calvary Worship Center, uh, Josh and Corbin over there have been awesome to be able to partner with and just to get into, to know their youth. And I know they're coming out for it. Um, and just all over Colorado, there's been some amazing youth pastors that have gotten to know. Um, and really, that's the life force here. Um, we want to encourage them to come so that they can be built up, too. Um, I know for me going out, it was just encouraging to see that there's training available, encouraging to see that I'm not the only one that's struggling with, man, how do I handle uh, the depression of eighth grade girls or eighth grade boys or whatever it is that are high school kids. And like, there's training for that and help for that and a support system so that they're not alone. Um, and like we, even on Friday night of Ignite after the main session, we do a special, um, area up in the cafe at RMC um, during the conference where we give them a free meal for mm. youth pastors and leaders. And um, we just want to give them some free stuff to use um, within their youth ministry, whether it's games or curriculum, different tools that can help them out um, and really be able to work together as the body of Christ. Because like, to be honest, there's, there's not a lot that this conference benefits me with specifically, um, but the heart behind it, is to equip all of the youth and their pastors specifically to to help to be able to know how to do youth ministry and have aid in it and not be so alone. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure a lot of youth pastors feel alone. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's probably a lot of youth pastors that are working full-time jobs mm-hmm. that have families and trying to pull off youth ministry. Mm-hmm. It's is it not an easy task to be a youth pastor. No, it's not at all. Like the, the amount of time that goes into your preparation, whether it's getting in God's word to study or uh, just simply trying to remember the names of your youth or what you talked about, yeah. or even just getting them to talk can be so right? frustrating. Yeah. And then there's dealing with parents um, and, some parents are, are amazing to deal with, but sometimes it's it's hard, and um, we want to be able to encourage them and come alongside. And like I love to connect with them personally because, in addition to this, we do host a like a connect, uh, like a youth pastors connect group citywide um, hmm. every three months or so that we do just to provide breakfast and feedback. So yeah, um, it's something that it's not just trying to get their youth there, but we want them to come and be encouraged too. That's some of the long lasting fruit that we're praying for is, you know, mm-hmm. that youth pastors can be encouraged and be 
linked together. And so if you are a youth pastor or you know you're a youth pastor, uh, please share igniteyouthleadership.org or have them reach out and contact mm-hmm. uh, Tyler at the church at Rocky Mountain Calvary. We'd love to talk with you more about mm-hmm. this this conference. Uh, speaking of youth pastors, I know there was one youth pastor from, I believe, Wyoming yeah. last year that came pretty discouraged, and it was pretty transformational for him. Yeah, so he came down, and it was so cool to just see how God used this weekend for him. Uh, so on Friday night, he came down, and he... <laughs> It was just like a raffle, and he just happened to be the one that won like a free package of supplies and materials for his youth ministry. And the very next day, uh, we had our, our performer actually just pick him to come up and be part of uh, just a demonstration that he was doing. And Jonathan followed up with him at the end of the weekend, uh, just because it's not often you get picked twice in the same weekend to be the one that's representing. And he came to us, and and he said. He told Jonathan, he was like, man, I was, I was about ready to turn in my resignation. I was ready hmm. to quit. Um, I didn't think I could do this anymore. And, you know, God really met him in that in ways that we could not have planned for or expected. And uh, my hope is that he'll be back this year. But it was an incredible blessing to see how God cared so deeply for him and was able to specifically know, hey, you're not just another. You are the one that I've called to be in this position. Hmm. And like, he sees us, he saw us. Like I was even reading um, in Psalm five and six this morning for my devos and God hears our prayer. He hears mm-hmm. our cry. He knows when we're reaching out to him and God saw this youth pastor and knew that that's what he needed for his encouragement. That's awesome. I'm sure there's probably some youth pastors, youth workers, volunteers that are thinking about hanging up the hat, you know, and I just want to encourage them to not get weary in doing good and, and that the Lord desires to refresh them because it's such an important role in the life of our students. So you're listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. We're going to head to a break and we'll be right back on 100.7 The Word. Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for joining me. I've got Tyler Kettner with me from Rocky Mountain Calvary, and we're talking about Ignite Youth Leadership Conference. We're hosting it at RMC March 22nd and 23rd. Tyler, is there a speaker that you're most looking forward to this year? Oh, absolutely. So I love country music, which I normally get a lot of booze when I say that, but that's okay. Mostly it's my wife booing in the background because she hates it and, yeah. and claims it gives her a headache when I turn it on. I would second that. It's that's not my favorite. That's but. not nice. Um, yeah. we, that, that's very rude, actually. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's okay. So oddly enough, yeah. So Granger Smith is one of our keynote speakers this year. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because he was a very immensely popular country music singer, um, especially um, about 10 or 5, 10 years ago. Um, is really where he started going to the height of his popularity. But the reason I'm excited he's coming, it actually has nothing to do with his country music because a couple of years ago, he actually had a son who was three years old who actually drowned. And Granger had always claimed to uh, be a Christian, but he said when his son drowned and, and went home to be with the Lord, he said God really used it to wake him up, to get him to understand like, hey, this life is not about comfort. This life is not about your living. This life is not about what you can buy or what you can do. 
but this life is about like telling people about Jesus, getting them to understand the worship of our Lord and it dramatically changed him. And so he hasn't actually written a country song as far as I know, or I haven't seen one in, in the last uh, three or four years since the accident happened. And mm. just hearing his amazing testimony of how God used something as hard as that is and provided him peace and comfort within that, within that loss that to me is unfathomable. I mean, my son's four and, and I remember mm. listening to this testimony before, like when, uh, before his birthday and, I just couldn't imagine that pain mm. that he went through, but for him to be able to turn to the Lord for his grief, to turn to the Lord for reconciliation in that and just know that God truly does love him um, is an amazing thing. And, and I'm, I'm excited to hear him talk about that and, and share with the students about how they can have hope even in trials or grief or difficulty and how God mm. still uses it, as he says in Romans 8, like God works everything together for good. Mm. Like we hear that, but sometimes we don't always understand what that, that means. And God does use that difficulty. And one of the amazing things about him is when this happened, like his love for the Lord just increased substantially to the point where he said, I, I'm not writing music anymore. Um, I, I can't do this. I can't go back to the shows. They don't mean anything. And he chose to quit that um, and go into uh, ministry and sharing about the Lord instead. Hmm. That's awesome. That's it's really powerful. So how about any of the other speakers that stand out to you? Yeah. So uh, Shane Pruitt's really, um, I listened to him last year. He didn't come to Colorado Springs, but uh, they had him, I believe, in Oswego and listened to his recording and just the way he relates with the students and He's just kind of a fun guy to listen to Yeah, where he can get real serious, real fast, real silly, real fast, but always brings it back to just like God's love for us. And so he's another one that I'm excited about. Uh, Jonathan Evans is a great guy as well. That's coming out. And I know he is a, I believe he's the chaplain for the Dallas Cowboys this year. Uh, bummer for them a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Packers fan, so I'm okay with it, but, um, I'm excited to hear him come out and just kind of give that perspective even from like, Hey, what does this look like? Um, like literally giving the gospel to pro sports players. What is that like to be in that realm and trying to give them the hope of the gospel where many feel that fame, that fortune gives them everything. Yeah. And so I think any of those are, are great speakers. Um, and I'm excited to, to have them all come out and hear them. Sounds good. So if you're interested in the conference, you can go to ignite youthleadership.org and it's for students it's for youth leaders youth pastors volunteers we'd love to have you out if you'd like to partner with us uh, please contact tyler at rocky mountain calvary we're looking for churches to be able to partner with if you've got a heart for youth and you want to volunteer that evening to make this conference work and and be pulled off we, we'd love that to, to have you so really looking forward to it it's march 22nd and uh, 23rd again that website is ignite youth leadership dot org you know tyler as you think about last year's conference you know what were some highlights or some god stories that stand out in your mind yeah so a couple things that, that really stand out like last year first and foremost like we went into it not expecting Jonathan to say yes to allow us to host it at all because like two guys from Colorado who just walked up to him and what just the success of launching it at all was pretty amazing to come back and we're like, okay, he said yes. Now we need to get approval and see if we can even do it. We don't typically have events that go past three PM. 
And for you and Robert to say yes in it, it was clear that the Lord was in it. And then going through and being like, okay, well, how are we going to get the word out? And like Jonathan helped a lot with that, sending out letters to churches. I reached out to the network that I had to tell them about it. And what amazed me the most in that is I remember like standing in the sanctuary and looking at 800 people standing there worshiping the Lord and just lifting their hands up to the Lord. And I was like, man, how did this happen? Like, how, how did this many people hear about it? Why are they like, how did this come to be? I had never done anything like this before and never tried to promote a conference. Mm. And it was so clear to me that God was the one that brought him in there. And so I think that's kind of the big one for me that stands out specifically, but also just the excitement that I've seen in like my students since, and also the fellowship it's brought with other pastors around the area. So one of the cool uh, stories in it as well, uh, we reached out to a church uh, last year about letting kids sleep on their floor and I had no connection to us as far as I knew um, or anything like that. And the pastor there, he's like, yeah, absolutely. We'll let you do it. And I was like, really? That's, that's incredible. He'll, he'll let youth just come into his building and sleep on his floor. I was like, this is so cool. Fast forward to a couple months ago, we're hosting uh, this get together in November for youth pastors and leaders. And um, my friend from high school, uh, his name is Joe and his wife shows up at this breakfast and I hadn't seen her or him in over 10 years. And turns out they were from the church that allowed Hmm. us to be able to sleep students on their floor so they could come to the conference. And they were actually him and his wife were working in youth ministry now, uh, desiring to get more information for their ministry. And now they're coming this year so that they can continue to grow their youth ministry. And I was like, man, only God could put this connection together. I was like, I just thought my friend was a software developer. <laughs> I didn't know he had a heart for youth. I didn't mm. know he was in the church. I haven't spoken to him in 10 years and him and I are actually grabbing lunch this Friday. And so there's a cool connection like that. Um, That's really cool. That's awesome. And even in like the students as well, uh, seeing their desire to get the word out. Like uh, we have a girl who um, she actually just did announcements for us at the church this weekend and to see her heart for the Lord really increase and her really step into um, a, a female leader role amongst her peers at the church because of this. Um, we had another student who um, even started raising some money for some of the sex trafficking that's going on and trying to combat it. Hmm. And just having a heart for that and being willing to just obediently step out in faith and be like, man, Lord, how can I make an impact on this? And so there's tons of stories like that that have come from it. And just every time I think about it, it continues to, it's almost hard for me to believe, even though I'm like living through it, that God has done so much even in one year from hosting it. It's awesome. God's really raising up Joseph's and Daniel's and Mm -hmm. Esther's to serve the Lord and make it a difference. And it is a dark generation, uh, Mm -hmm. but God is, is faithful to do that work. And so Tyler, thanks so much Mm -hmm. for your ministry at RMC and and stepping out in this Ignite conference. And we're praying for you and and your family and would love to have you join us. So you're invited. Make sure to check it out. Igniteyouthleadership.org. Thanks for coming on, Tyler. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I hope you, uh, God bless you guys and have a great evening. All right. Good night.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.